We're, we're, we're running. We're I'm live. Running we're live. This is the Not Half Wrong Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Zach. We got special guests today. We do. We got it. Let's um let's give a quick introduction to these guys. Yeah, Why don't so you we, state your name and your credit score and your social security number, please. Yeah, for the, and your date of birth. Date of birth. Just kidding. Just a quick intro, guys. Go ahead. Um, I'm I'm Jeff. I uh, work with the uh, logistics company, uh, Tractor Trailers. Okay. I'm Justin. I work for the delivery company. Awesome. Got it. Got it. So I'll, I'll give you guys a look. So so both Jeff and Justin are are part of the. Uh, the companies that we we manage here at our shop in Bath, um, Justin's been with us almost since day one when we started our delivery business. So, this is your fourth year. Oh, it's not almost day one. It's day. It one. was day one, yeah, right? In yeah. The so he lot. he interviewed and got hired before the company was even running routes. And then <laughs> Jeff start. What year did you start, Jeff? Um, I've, this is my second year now. Second year for trucking. Trucking. But when did you start as a driver? Um, about eight months before. Okay, before so that. so Jeff's almost at the three year mark. So Jeff came into the delivery business, and uh, after running routes for a long time, and us begging him to come into the office, um, he finally you know gave in and regretted his decision ever since. But he's still here. <laughs> no, I was I was threatened. <laughs> he was. He was threatened, just like he was threatened to come on today. Yeah, we're like, hey, guys, you're gonna, they're like, we don't want to do the podcast. I'm like, do you like working here? Okay, we'll do it. I was told this was sound check. I was kind of tricked. To well, we knew that you would be okay. Yeah, that's the no. only way we can get you to come on. Yeah, you know, this is going live. That's pal. how you got me in early today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we we talked about having guests in the past, and we we finally got our our four place microphone set up, and we had to upgrade some of our hardware because. Um, Brian's 1994 um, issue one Mac just didn't have the uh, the software to to power four microphones, but we're set now with a brand new MacBook Pro. We're pretty excited about. I have no idea how to use it because I'm used to having two mouse buttons instead of one, but Brian seems pretty comfortable with it already. I'm like I'm like three steps ahead of you basically, but like that means I'm like we're at, you're at the bottom. I'm like three steps above the bottom, which is still pretty far ahead. Well, at least you know how to close windows out when they're open. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, I'm I'm there. I'm getting better at it. But yeah, we're we're, we're glad we have the guests in today. Um, you know, as much knowledge as Zach has, it's nice to see that the people actually make it happen for him. You know. That they're actually then, real. I didn't just yeah, make up. You're just these not making stuff here. up. You know, get, <laughs> we want to get some like perspectives on some of the stuff we talk about a lot. Maybe get it from your side and see, like, you know, kind of con- compare and contrast. But so, so Justin, I know listened to like part of one podcast at one point because I I begged him to. Jeff, I've asked you five times and he hasn't clicked the link yet. I have not. We you haven't know. clicked the link yet. <laughs> I think I might have the first time, whenever this Just because he thought I could track if he clicked it or not, <laughs> but he never actually listened to it. Bro, come on, man. Yeah, come on. Support us, man. We're, we're really, you know, we don't make any money doing this. Yeah, we make no, zero money. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not really a social media kind of guy, you know? This is, you can just play us in the car while you're driving home. Yeah. I mean, you heard my good. voice now for eight hours, and then you can listen to it another hour, yeah. Jeff. What a reward. <laughs> that, 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 that commute home, you can have Zach <laughs> in your ear. sleeping. You, know? <laughs> you can just have it in the background ambiance. <laughs> Your wife will be like, "Who is I? Why or why is your boss talking to me in in your ear at yeah. all times?" <laughs> well, okay, listen, maybe we can make a listener out of you after yeah. today. Maybe you want to listen to yourself because you listen. You know, if you're on the podcast, you're gonna listen. You're to it. definitely listening to this. I one. just don't like how I sound. We you sound know? great. <clears throat> 
it's so let me give you a description because like you always wonder what people look like when they're on this podcast and, and we haven't got to the point where we have video and stuff yet so uh jeff is like all tattooed up biker dude he's got the typical black beard with like the gray hairs in it and he says it's too late to use rogaine because everyone's going to know he did mm. All right, and then he's got a full head of like gorgeous black hair, but he wears a baseball cap all the time because he's trying to hide these grays that are in. Everybody it. thinks I'm bald until I take my hat off. Yeah, ah, yeah, because he's got pretty tight on the sides, right? Yeah. And then you know, just another tattooed up guy. Okay, not as many. He doesn't have like the full sleeve with the Grim Reaper thing, but no. Yeah, he's got it going on. He's got his flat brim hat on. <laughs> you know, he's looking fresh, man. And he gave me some compliments coming in today, man. I'm with feeling his, pretty good. Yeah, man, with I his white tee, you know, <laughs> good looking dudes, man. Jeff, I think you need to go on like a a gray hair retreat or vacation. It's where you go away for like a week or two. You diet, then you come back. Nobody yeah, remembers. Every day, yeah. they, they forget. You, know? you just say, "Hey, I I was unstressed, and the color came back." Yeah, I, I got unstressed, and I think that's what it is, man. Stress, yeah. and it's only in my beard. It's not in my hair. No, no, the hair's jet black. That's a good look. You got some good lettuce up there. I can tell already, you know, so. So do you. (laughs) Keep saying it, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's a lot of time and effort into this. To to get that perfect wave going. Yeah, yeah. It's meticulous. Everything in my my, my life else is disorganized and a mess. But, but the hair is tight. But if you can get the hair right every day, people will take you seriously. <laughs> my... First thing I Even if it's today. for a little bit, once you hear me talk a little bit, you're not going to take me seriously. But that that's cool. All right. So you've got our um, our introduction kind of covered. Uh, what about our agenda? Just kind of rough overview. Well, I thought we'd uh, – a quick thing about – you know, we touched on it. We were kind of troubleshooting some uh, equipment here the past couple weeks couple recordings getting this set up but the new format of the show going forward we're going to try is to bring in some guests weekly new perspectives that type of stuff maybe even some different locations which we'll talk about at the end of the show yeah um but just for this episode we're just going to hit these guys with a couple quick questions get your perspective on things and um and then some fun a little more lighter questions towards the end but uh i guess you know what would be like uh your kind of day-to-day activities like we kind of got your job title what you do here but like what would be like a normal day for you jeff let's start with you um i uh rolls in at one o'clock no i come in around 10 <laughs> um i'm usually here until about eight nine o'clock at night i uh you know deal with on-road issues with with truck drivers uh phone calls with brokers um setting up loads for the next you know a few days and everything and you know any issues that might come up would you say there's an issue every day, Jeff? Something, yes. <laughs> <laughs> some, some more catastrophe. More, no, not really catastrophe, but you know, some days, you know, there's you know multiple issues. You know, another day it might be just one. Um, you always plan for it to be a perfect day, but you know, given the, the experience with it, you know the issues that do come up, it's never a never a perfect day. Right, right. And, and Justin, I think you could resound that also, right? Absolutely. Um, one of the best things about working for Zach, you don't have a time that you need to be to work as long as you're there and getting your work done. He doesn't care what time you come in. So that works for my schedule great. <laughs> rolling here around 2 p.m. Um, but a normal day looks like problem solving. Whatever comes up, you just got to handle it. So. Staying in the weeds. I like it. The So the, the one thing that they're, they're not saying is, you know, they put a lot of time into – making sure the employees have routes, you know, because most of their employees are drivers. You know, now, now Jeff also is involved in the garage, so we've got some techs out there. But their day's kind of known in advance because that stuff goes into the system and they know what they're working on. But, 
man, you put all this time in to make sure everybody's accounted for. They've got a vehicle to use. They've got a route set up. And then last minute, somebody calls out, doesn't show up, and, and the whole plan kind of falls apart. Now, they're, they're good enough at it that they can get everybody rebounded. They'll reorganize things so that everyone's comfortable where they're going. But that's probably the most frustrating part that both of you experience is you plan it to be perfect and you put the time in to get it right. Yeah. But you can't control the employee variable. I agree with that. You know, and, and the, you know, we used to get upset. Well, and I'll say I used to get upset. I won't throw them into it when equipment would break down or we'd have an on-road accident or whatever happens. And now that you've kind of identified the process and what to do, I think you both agree like, hey, this is just part of operations. Like it's going to happen and there's no getting upset about it when it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it always happens on your last day of work. Yeah, that's Friday. right. Friday. Friday or whatever. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Friday at four fifty nine. My van won't start. Oh, it's like, dude, furthest, two hours away. It's the furthest route from the from the office. So yeah. literally, it, it, you'd be surprised how many times it's been the last stop, and the, oh, the like. The, hey, I just delivered my last package, and the van won't start. And it's like, come on, dude. Seriously. <laughs> and then you get out there, and they forgot to put it in park, and that's why it wouldn't stop. Oh, jeez. No, it's, it very seldom <laughs> has that ever happened, but it's, it's unreal. It's yeah. happened a handful of times, though. Yeah. For sure. Now we like go through this whole trouble. Is it in park? <laughs> yes, it's in park. Do me a favor and just put your foot on the brake and push up on that shifter. Oh, it wasn't in park. <laughs> yeah. So so you're almost like a, a like a... A van like IT guy, like you know, you get an IT guy, and like, well, did you restart the computer? Did you press this? Like, <laughs> to go through a checklist, like, yeah. okay, yeah. we wear many hats. Yeah, um, I'm a therapist. You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm Listen. a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs a good therapist, mechanic. I think if you mix those two t- together, you, people like guys like us would have a really better time in life. You get your car fixed, they tell you a little bit about your problems. You know, that, that, that's a good thing, right? One-stop shop here. <laughs> Do you guys remember when we when we first bought the tow truck? And I don't know if it was Justin or Jeff that asked me, who's going to drive this? And I kind of looked at him like, you are, bro. I'm like, I'm going to teach you how to do this. Yep. You know, and, and Justin's towed quite a few vehicles. Jeff's towed some vehicles, done some winch outs. So Okay. okay. Yeah, it's uh, as much as – we call it a gray-collar job because white-collar, you don't really get dirty, but – you know, Je- Jeff even has his own Michael Myers jumpsuit here. For when he I seen him in that last garage. week, dude. Yeah. I, I thought he was going to come in and slay me with a, a butcher knife, kind of. It was, it was kind of intimidating. <laughs> um, now, I think that's something good. You, we talked about this early on. Like, you know, they deal with so many things that pop up throughout the day. But, you know, if they're if they're ready and set, like have their ducks in a row with their normal stuff, handling those situations that come up are a little bit easier, right? Is that how you kind of yeah, want I'd, people I'd to, say to do fair. that? Yeah, the more you deal with them, they're easier to handle. Yeah, you know? just uh, We get a van that breaks down now. It's it's simple. It's, we just go through okay. the process. Call Jake. It's still frustrating. Well, what's the worst Jake. What's Call the worst Jake. van situation? Let's go through something like the On-road on accidents. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the on-road accidents. Yeah, whenever there's a, another car towed. involved. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's, that's scary in any situation, but like, yeah, like what about like lawn gnomes and people running over lawns and uh, overhangs like at deal. the funeral home? That just costs Zach money. <laughs> yeah, it's not frustrating. Like nobody's real upset about it. <laughs> it's frustrating to Zach. <laughs> like we we've got some man where it's like you know, hey, like this driver drove through my grass, which uh, they're not supposed to do, and then I get a bill for eight hundred dollars. I'm like. 
this was a single tire tread off the driveway for about three foot. Where does $800 come into play? You know that homeowner is trying to get some extra rock landscaping thrown in there. For That's that exactly you know it. Mean? Well, you go don't, over. Don't and, itemize it. <laughs> you go over. They've got like a new driveway and a fountain. I'm like, what? Yeah, Zach, we talk about it all the time. When they see the amp van, they just see dollar signs. Yeah. So if if a if a driver, you know, goes on someone's grass, they're they're gonna charge somebody. Yeah. They, yeah. It's the dollar signs. I got it. Um. All right. So. Yeah, another question here. Let's let's bring it back to Zach a little bit. We'll get both your inputs here. But uh, like, how, how would you define Zach's management style altogether? Like, since you've been working for him, and like, you know, compare it with maybe others you've had in the past or something. Like, how, how would you de- kind of describe that to us? Go ahead, guys. I, yeah. I, I can take the shot. Jeff, let's say, I, take this I one think, first. You know, I I think he's very much involved a lot more. You know, than other bosses that I've had or people that I've worked for. You know, he's not, you know, sitting at a, in an office and in a tux and everything. He's out here working with the rest of us, you know. It, it says a lot, and, you know, the other employees see that too, and they, I think they, they kind of appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think that's important. You know, you got to have – something that's always bugged me about, like, managers I've had is, like, you know, they've never done something. Or, they, they like, the thing they're telling you to do so right they've and be perfect, it, they've yeah. never actually done it. But, like – you know, you have someone you've seen him do it a million times. You've seen him do it the right way and the way he wants it done, and it's easier to do that for him when you know he's doing that and he's he believes in it. So is the way I want it done always the right way? No, <laughs> <laughs> and not as fast either. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Open to interpretation. But, yeah, you know, that's too fight. Trox, what about you? Um, the one thing that I see is that he does work harder than everyone in the building, so that's good to see. Like when the owner is actually working. So, you know, I look at it more as like a friendship and not like a owner boss relationship. I got you. So, yeah, you're in this together, man. It's yeah. just about making things work and, and 100%. You know. are you, yeah. Are you guys holding hands under the table? Um, I'm, let go. I'm quick, rubbing his quick, leg. Let go. <laughs> <laughs> I see what's going on here. I like it. All right. I was, I was thought this was going to be kind of a Zach beat up session, but you guys are being really, really good. I like it. Maybe in a couple more episodes of this, and you'll start. Yeah, they'll be up. comfortable enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. To be like this freaking guy. <laughs> we'll get into comes that. Get the real comes story. Flying here. in here, hundred miles an hour. <laughs> no, honestly, for the past three years, I, he's treated me great. So I don't have anything bad to say. Well, that's good. That's about that's his good owner style. Okay. Okay. Uh, how? Uh, another thing, like, how, how would you? Like since working here, how, how have you seen him grow or change at all? Ooh, good As question. As like when you first started, as opposed to now, like what's kind of some differences that you've you guys have seen? I'd say the main thing that we worked on is not getting frustrated and mad at the employees. So I gotcha. That's the biggest thing. Like we used to let things bother us to where it's the only thing on our mind for the day. But it's kind of like it happened. Let's get over it. Let's move past. It's it. the business. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bit, that was the, I want to say that was 2022 January 1st meeting when we all got together and here said, guys, you know what? We're not going to allow ourselves to get upset anymore. You know, and, and we held each other accountable to that. They held me accountable. I held them accountable. Jeff, you're in the same boat. And we just, you know, we're not going to get upset anymore. And we really, really haven't. Doesn't mean we don't get frustrated by like just a, uncool move an employee makes on us like when they just drop drop a route somewhere and leave because they're like oh i just decided today's my last day oh thanks man now i have to scramble to get this thing done 
But you know, we really don't have like a hard emotional reaction to it anymore. We're just like, whatever. No, we figure out how to get it done and move on. Yeah. I'm still working on it a little bit, but I've got better too. <laughs> so you might, and, and that's a good point though, but you might allow it to, you can't necessarily prevent yourself entirely from being impacted by it. Right. But you're no longer taking that negativity and projecting it outward. And I, I think that's the first step. And then once you become like, there's the the one um, the one guy does that speech and it, it, it kind of a poor language, but he calls it unfuck with a ball. But once you get to that mindset where you're like, you know, what? I really don't care. I'm just this is one more thing I have to do, and this is my job. I'm going to do it. That's I think the next step. So step one, don't project it on others. Step two, fix yourself to where you don't even allow it to bother you. Right. We're all working on step two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's tough, and that, like a mindset of me, like I, I, any situation, you personally or professionally, like at my job or something, like if something doesn't go my way or something bad comes up, like I try to think of myself, like how is me overreacting and getting mad going to help the situation whatsoever? Like, what do I need to do to get this done as quickly and easily as best as possible? And like, it never that situation never begins with getting really upset or flashing out or being like just bringing it home with me. So that's what I try to do. I, I don't know. I mean, that's how often does that work for you? For, for, you know, it, listen, <laughs> it's not a hundred percent, you know, maybe that time, you know, there are some times at work where like, you know what, maybe if I do just make a big stink about something, it's going to help. You know, I, I work for a big company. I'm, you know, it's a bit kind of a wheel in the cog type of thing where like, you know, sometimes I just let a bunch of stuff slide, but you know, sometimes, you know, I'm going to put, I'm going to, push back on it and that's okay to do i think in, in a corporate setting is like you can't always be the person who's like just go with the flow or get along to go go along to get along like it's okay to be that way but you know productively or proactively it's no there's no room for like being like really aggressively like ignorant or something like that you do, know I mean? do you guys remember that that once and i wish i knew what movie was but it's anthony hopkins and they're in two cars, and they pull over in the middle of this highway in the desert, and the guy pulls a gun. He's like, put your hands up. And Anthony Hopkins is like, no. And the guy's like, but I have a gun. He's like, so? You know what I mean? And it just like reminds me of this. Like, no, I'm not doing that today. I'm not doing that. Like, I know this is normal for me to say okay, but no. Um, Did he get shot at the end of it? No. No, I think, I think I don't know if he ended up shooting them or not. I forget what the outcome was. It was like a, a, a reel that came up on Facebook or something. But on a side note, yeah, we, we just went through – two major changes um, at the delivery company, at the trucking company, and it came down to employee compensation. So, um, you know, just with the economy changing and things like that, we're trying to get our profits up. And we did an evaluation on both companies of how long it was taking the drivers to complete either their, their truck route or their delivery route. So a similar situation we rolled out in both. With, with trucking, what we did was we evaluated all these different options of how to compensate drivers. And very quick overview. A lot of trucking companies pay by the mile. They might do percentage of load. They might do salary for the year, and then they just kind of own you for X amount of hours a week. Or they might do a daily rate where it's like if we call you in, no matter what you're doing, this is what you're getting paid. And then there's hourly, which is how we've done it from the start. Um, and we kind of put all these things together and I, I almost pulled the trigger on the percentage of load because when you go through this, let's just say the load was a thousand bucks and you're paying the driver 25% of the load, which is national average standard. Well, they're going to get 250 bucks for the day, which is on par for how many hours they worked and everything else. The problem is now loads are so cheap that the drivers would really be getting screwed every day. 
The good news with that is when the loads go back up, the drivers automatically get compensated as the rates go up. So they're kind of feeling the market with you. So we sat down, we went through this. Um, Jeff and I were kind of on the fence of what to do. So we brought our bookkeeper in who's, you know, typically argues with me for the sake of arguing, which I love her for that. Mm-hmm. And because of her feedback, and remember, she is not involved in the operation whatsoever. She, she's back in administrative bookkeeping. She knows what's going on because we keep her abreast of everything. Uh, but she really doesn't understand, you know, what Jeff goes through on a daily basis. So the feedback she gave us led us to look. Instead of kind of penalizing the driver and going to a percentage of load, what if you could project how long it's going to take to do the load and then just compensate them on that? And we have the software to do this. It takes into account traffic, time of day, the date. Uh, it takes into account weather, um, all your pickup locations, whether you're loaded or unloaded, which was kind of the, the mystery box here that Jeff solved. Um, and we were able to dumb it down to where we could tell the drivers, you know, to the basically 15 minutes how long it's going to take them to complete the load. And all of a sudden, these guys that were taking 10 hours a day to do something were back in six hours. And if we project it to be seven, well, they earned an extra hour that they didn't even work. Once in a while, they will get hung up. And this is part of the industry where you have a blown tire, you get hung up at a loading facility, and you don't quite make it in your time. But so far, so good. And, and it's been very fair. And we just tracked a full week of all the drivers, you know, clocked hours, versus what they were actually compensated for. And I mean, the Delta was so small, very, very close to being perfect to what it should have been. Mm. So I don't mean to portray it in a negative light, but when we were paying it hourly, the drivers were literally incentivized to work as long as they could. Right. So, and I don't want to put that and say, oh, well, they were like stealing time, but there was no motivation to just go get it done. Now they're killing it. They're doing a great job tried a very similar structure with a delivery company with Justin. And I think we talked about this for three weeks before we even rolled it out, trying to figure it out. And and what it came down to was same situation. The drivers were kind of milking the clock to get their routes done. So then by the end of the day, if someone else needed help, because they had this monster route that was made to be what they call rescued. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm out of time. I can't help them. So then that guy ends up hitting overtime. He's miserable because he had to work an 11-hour day or whatever it came out to be, and no one went to help him. Try the same thing. I put extra drivers on the road with the hope that I could get everybody done in eight hours and change to a five-hour work week instead of a four – or sorry, five-day work week instead of a four-day work week so everyone still hit their 40 hours. Tried it for a solid five days. Absolutely worst decision I've ever made. Wow. <laughs> Did not worse. work. The employees hated it. And I got to give it to these guys. Some of them really gave it hell to try and make it work. Mm -hmm. And some of them pulled it off. Like if they all had that mentality, we probably would have went with it. But it was so um, strenuous, I guess, to make it happen that we ended up completely abandoning the pilot. But what we learned from it, and this was the good takeaway, we learned three things. Number one, the drivers absolutely can get their routes done before 10 hours. Number two having some type of efficiency or bonus to reward performance is what our entire structure was missing. And number three, by going through it, we quickly saw who was on the team and who's just collecting a paycheck. And there was some washout from this move that I made, but the washout that happened was very, very acceptable. At the end of the day, one guy left that was completely collateral damage. We didn't see it happening. 
And as soon as we reverted back, I said, Justin, call that guy and get him back here. Yeah. He came back right away. Okay. So you know, and, he, and, and mm-hmm. he apologized for how he kind of left abruptly. But, you know, we just acknowledge. And he, I think he even told me, Zach asked me to call you. Yeah. Because um, I was pretty unhappy the day it happened <laughs> when he was just like, I'm done. Yeah. But we got him back. He's on road already. He's doing fantastic. So now the new program kicks off this next Sunday where we have this, like, efficiency bonus. So basically, if you do everything you're supposed to do and you get done in eight hours, I'm paying you for 10. No holds barred. Okay. So it's do it right, do it safely, and do it as efficiently as you can, and I'm going to pay you for the full day. So they're now – they went from this sucks to, hey, I'm actually excited about this opportunity. Okay? So hopefully it works. I think it's going to work. Yeah. And – if it works and everybody wins, literally the company wins too. If only half of the drivers make the bonus, the company actually loses. So it is completely designed about like utilitarianism. Everybody wins if they all play ball. Right. Well. So so we'll see what shakes out. But I guess the point of the story is, you know, again, I involved everybody in this decision making. Not that people didn't have reservations, but they're like, you know what? Like, if this works, it's going to be a win. Let's just try it. All the managers stuck together. They said, hey, let's give it hell. We went out and did it. Didn't work. I quickly said, I screwed up. We're going to unroll this. And we came out better because of it. I agree with that. Yeah. You concur? Yes, sir. I do. <laughs> you concur, doctor? You concur, doctor? <laughs> yes. It was a rough week. Let me tell you that. Very rough week. Very okay. rough. Very rough. But very appreciative of the drivers who stuck it out and gave it their all because you know yeah that's what it's all about yeah (laughs) yeah they all literally the whole team could have quit yeah but at least you're willing to audible and not let it go too long and you know you know when we i guess the one smart thing we did when we rolled this out we told them this may not work and we said this is is going to be a one-month pilot we're going to give it a, a lot of tries here and see if it goes and we quickly, when we were like, okay, I can't force the square into the circle, we abandoned it. And I think we actually came out ahead with more respect from the team by going through it and then just saying, hey, this was wrong, and we're fixing it. So I, there might have been some tertiary benefits there that we haven't really even garnered yet. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think last week was a learning, learning process for me, too, just um, – not being a hundred percent behind something, but um, giving a hundred percent. You know, uh, I didn't agree with the incentive program at first, yeah. but I was behind Zach, and I always am, and I gave him my all. But it didn't work out, and you know, we're still here. Yeah, everybody's yeah. still we here. Survived. Still here. <laughs> we're, we're, we're still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, you know. That's yeah. you gave it. You gave it a go. That's all you can. That's all you can do at the end of the day. So. Um, no, nah, that's good. That's a good story too. Cause that's what we talk about is, you know, there's, you got to try stuff in businesses. You, you have to adapt and adapting means some, some things aren't going to work, you right. know? So that's, it's all about, if you stay stagnant, that's not going to work. And you also have to do try stuff too. But yeah, I think me and Zach both agreed that we're screwed when we stop trying stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Get, getting that, that acceptance of a change. Um, which I push, and, and some people hate it. They don't like the change, but the changes are never for the sake of changing. It's because we've identified somewhere we think we can do better, and we don't want to become complacent. I see. Okay. That's good. That's good. Um, 
I thought we'd do a little. That's that's enough of the uh, Zach. Unless you have anything to add, Jeff. Any any uh, any stories on your end? I don't. Any oh, time? you got stories, bro. Come on, man. I hear about your stories. <laughs> what did you hear? <laughs> what did you hear, Brian? Why don't, why don't you give him a little? Let's a little move on crumb. to the next segment here, guys. <laughs> right. I'm just I'm I'm I'm, the, I'm steering the ship here, so don't don't come at me. All right, but uh. <laughs> Um, you want to, you know what you have on just on the the quick notes we sent out. Um, I think this would be a really good one to um, to talk about is that work life balance. Yeah, especially I, now that you got guys here that can give you a direct testimony as to how we juggle that. Yeah, I guess it, that that's one of the top, that's another thing an episode we have is work life balance and like you know how to how to manage that and stuff. But I, I guess um you know it's kind of a buzzword, but I I really want to talk about like what you guys what you guys do to kind of unwind from your 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 days of work and it's a tough job you're, you're constantly you just said it. it's tough you, you you fail you fall on your face i mean you get up but like how, how do you get away from that on, in your personal life i mean you, any type of like hobbies and like any stuff you do outside of work that you like um you do well, listen to this podcast and at night with because with <laughs> you can say night. that i'd I like every it <laughs> um so i'm i'm into sports so when i'm not working i'll try to go play basketball or something but most of the time i'm just with my kids that's how i unwind yeah i take them to do activities but i'm I'm really just with the kids all the time if i'm not working i'm home with the kids i got you so they help me unwind um and they just put everything in perspective and let me know what i'm working for Mm -hmm. do you think it's like is that a really important part of your life when you go to work knowing that you got some time outside online and stuff like that, does that help you in your, your work life here? Would you say? Yeah. Um, my family's the most important thing to me. So they're the reason I work. If I didn't have kids, I don't think that I would have a steady job because there's no motivation. Right. Right. You know? So yin my and kids yang give part me of purpose. It. I got you. What about you, Jeff? You uh, you put that Michael Myers jumpsuit on and night stalk people at night, or what? <laughs> no, no, just in the garage. Just in the garage. <laughs> um, no, I uh, I came from something, you know, a different, you know, line of work where I was on call twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. I spent a lot of time traveling and and being away from home. So uh, you know, just being here and you know where I'm at now, I have a schedule. You know, I'm Monday through Friday. You know, my, my hours are 10 to 8, 10 to 9, something like that. Um, home every night, uh, off on weekends, you know, and that's that's a lot there, you know, just, you know, home time and... Yeah. Yeah, I'm a home guy. I, I, I find I find a lot of joy in, like, being <laughs> being alone. I, I talk a lot at work. I, I'm on the phone maybe uh, 60, 70, 80 phone calls a day. You know, just a quick 15-minute conversation. I, I work for a car buying company, <clears throat> so it's dealing with, like, crazy customers all day. So, like, you'd think my hobby wouldn't be to get, you know, my off day to come up and talk with a bunch of people on, on a microphone. But, you know, it it, it's, it, it helps. But, you know, I, I get what you're saying. But, yeah, I'm, I, I do like that, like, you can just get away and be at home. Like, that's that's important to me, just some alone time or, like, being just, you know, one with your thoughts type of thing. But yeah, that, that that's important. But anything else? Any hobbies you got? What do you, what do, you do? We're, we're gonna go back to Jeff real quick. So he said about doing something very different. Jeff was in the post mortem cleanup business before he came here. You shitting me? I was, I was. So um, we would uh, remediate um, 
matter, brain matter. Brain matter. You know, we would we would go in and we would basically clean up after homicide, suicide, uh, natural deaths. You know, somebody was that, in a home for a week. Nobody knew about it. Found. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. Brutal. How long did you do that for? About ten years. Ten years. Was that like a, a family business or just like a, a regular job or? Um, it was not a family business. Um, I worked for a company, um, and I, I traveled pretty much from Connecticut to North Carolina. So I was, I spent a lot of time away from home in a work van or, you know, in a hotel more than my own house. Oh man. So big money business, by the way. (laughs) Definitely. Like flashbacks of anything. I think about it all the time. And you know, I'm, if I'm driving down the road and I've got my window down and I, you know, there's a dead animal on the side of the road, the. While You're like, the same. Yeah. It smells like money. A little longer, longer <laughs> sniff than normal. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what, what, and I know you're busy, man, with the, the family too, but what, uh, what hobbies do you have? Do you have any? I honestly, I, um, <clears throat> I don't have time for, for hobbies, you know, just, like, just me being home and I, I've got a house, you know, so I'm always uh, doing yard work. My wife works on weekends, you know, so I'm I'm with the uh, the younger kids, and and that's what I do. You know, I go grocery shopping, check the thermostat, <laughs> check the thermostat. So like Je- Justin's got school age kids, like I do. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff's got the whole gambit. What's your youngest? Uh, my youngest is four. Um, I've got an 11 year old. I've got an 18 year old that's graduating high school this year, and then I've got a 21 uh, year old. Wow, you get the whole spectrum. Did there. the twenty-one-year-old graduate college or, or didn't go to college? Um, she's still going through college. She's going now. through college yeah. now. She, okay. she started going, through, uh, you know, the college courses uh, while she was in high school. She'd take uh, take some classes and then go to high school. Oh wow! And then go to work <laughs> after that. So, so what's that? Five kids? Four? Four kids? Stay offered, dude. Jeff. Do you, you, you want to oh show? Do you want to show Brian a photo <laughs> of your daughter? <laughs> That's fucking weird, that. man. Can we just talk about the dead people <laughs> stuff again? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to it. Back to it. He hates what I wow. answer. That. <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's some new information. You know, that, the dead people business is is pretty. It's some big money there, from what I hear. So yeah, but glad you got out of that. That can be. That's man. I don't know if I could do that every day. Man. I've that's, seen a lot of different things. Yeah, you I know, think you become numb to it after you, a while. You really you? do, and you know, people would always ask me, "Oh, what's the worst thing you ever seen?" And I just, I don't know. I mean, everything was. I mean, everything was bad. Everything was bad. It was all know. bad. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, do you need like a, a sick bag or something? You're getting a little, you're looking a little peaky over there. No, that's that, that's that start burst C4 energy <laughs> drink. Palms are banging over there. I'm all jacked up. That's why he's getting all jittery. When Tari ain't kicking in yet, do you drink that fast enough that you get like the pins and needle feeling in you? In my forehead. Yeah, yeah. right? What is that? <laughs> you like that stuff. Yeah, dude, I, I like that too. My ears. I, I got some pre-workout in the car if you want to yeah. dump a little bit of that in there. I got some Hulk juice. I don't even juice. work out. <laughs> I just like how they taste. You don't have to when you drink those. <laughs> Sit there and lose a pound just yeah. by bouncing around yeah. in a chair. I am so, a little jumpy. Wow. Uh, yeah, I see that. No, it's maybe maybe less of that next time, okay? Um, I gotta stay ready for whatever comes. I, I know. Listen, yeah, I'm getting it. I'm, I'm starting to get the vibe here. You gotta, See? you know, load up on that caffeine in case you gotta go save somebody. Jeff's got his energy drink. I know he's got, got his my Red too. Bull. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I was a, a huge Red Bull guy, man. Like from like day one, I love Red Bull. And 
what I realized was the sugar would have a negative impact on me because there is a ton of sugar in Red Bull. When I switched to the zero calorie, zero sugar stuff, just something more positive happens at the end of the day where you don't get that. Like, I guess it's like the sugar drop because you're spiking your blood sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just I stopped drinking it, man. And I was a 20-ouncer every morning. I'd walk in here with it. And now I, I switched to the Celsius. Okay. You know, and I'll I say, like, that. the flavor's not incredible. Well, if, if you consider Red Bull like one of the best-tasting ones, okay, which, again, some people hate Red Bull, so it's all opinion-based. But Celsius is not that. But, man, you can drink two of them, and I get two of them. You know what I mean? Get that extra double shot. You count two of them at once? Yeah, but they're not 20-ouncers, bro. They're, they're uh, what do you think they are, 12, 12 and a half, something uh, like that? These are 12-ounce. Yeah, so they're probably 12-ounce or that same ballpark. But, yeah, I do two of those and feel great and, yeah. You're jumping. Conquer the world. <laughs> My legs are going a million miles an hour right now. I'm running in place. <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, another uh, another quick one for you guys here. Just I need your opinion on something. It's really important. Um, Guaranteed. Not important, but go ahead. <laughs> when was the last time you guys flew somewhere? Hmm. On a plane. Not with Zach. Not Zach's time. Justin was in the plane with me. He went for a ride. We might be able to do a whole episode on just that. In the airplane? Yeah. When's the last time you were in an airplane, guys, that you flew? Yeah, we flew. Commercial. You did recently, Mm. Justin. Uh, Yeah. It might have been with you going to Florida. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we were on a commercial airline. We went down to Florida. We were looking at homes down there. Yeah. So, when the plane lands, who gets up immediately and goes in the aisle and who doesn't? I don't. <laughs> Does someone else in this room get up and immediately get in the aisle? You can say, listen, you, you, you've you done... I don't do it. <laughs> I'm usually the last one off. You're the last? You you wait? Is that because yeah. you're in the back of the plane? I was going to say, I yeah. get cheap seats, so yeah. I'm usually in the back. <laughs> right by the bathroom in the back. So it's it's a race to who can take your seatbelt off and stand up the fastest. Yeah, because I'll tell you what happens when you stay seated, right? And, and and Brian thinks that this like has some type of subconscious whatever about me that I do this. If you sit in your chair while everybody else stands up in the aisle, they're smashing into you, they're pulling their luggage down overhead, hitting, hitting your shoulder, yeah. hitting your head. I'm gonna be the guy doing that, not getting it. <laughs> okay, like I already sat there, which is painful for me because like I have like ADD and super overdrive. Okay, like literally, I hurt. From having to be constrained the whole time. So as soon as I can stand up, you should see how fast the seatbelt's off and I'm in the aisle. No one had a chance. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy. And that, that was a good description. You, you know, you make a good argument about the, you're either getting knocked around with, somebody's knocking you around with their bags and legs and stuff, or, or you're right. going to do it. Right. And at least when I'm standing, like I'm six one, I'm I'm taller than most Americans. So like at that point, I'm not getting messed with. <laughs> You know what I mean? And I'm 220 pounds. Like, you know, like, you're not going to push me out of the way. Like, you're going to wait your turn. I got you. It's like if you're uh, going into New York City and you're, you know, going over the G, you know, GW or, you know, if you let one person go, everybody's cutting you off. Yeah. So you got to be aggressive and you got to be the first one in. That's you it. Pay. I, I agree with that. It's you like know. it's like a little race. <laughs> it's a race to stand. In his yeah. head, it's a race. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just make it competitive. Stand in line and wait for him to let you out of the plane, basically. I like when, like, the, the guy like who's, like, in a similar age bracket or maybe younger, like, has the same thing, and you can see him. Because it's almost like a gunslinger western, <laughs> where they're, like, itchy trigger finger, kind of, like, tapping on the gun before they draw it. I'm sitting there with it on my seatbelt, like... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like kind of staring at... Let's go, bam! You know what I mean? And, like, I'm the first one up, and they kind of look at you like... 
Touche, partner. Touche. <laughs> what else do you do on plane, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what else there is, Justin. I tell you something. Oh, 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 oh. The, the iPhone trick. Spill the tea. Let's this go. is so fun, dude. So most people aren't aware of this. But you can eyedrop uh, people with Bluetooth. So you can yeah, have airdrop. your... Airdrop, that's it. Mm-hmm. You can have your phone in airplane mode and be fully compliant. And everyone else that has their airdrop turned on, when you go to send a message and you hit airdrop, it'll pop up everybody's iPhone that's around. So I'll, I'll make a message in notes, screenshot it, and then share it. Okay, so it's kind of like getting a text, but you know, like you have to type up a new one and send it every time. And I'll just send it to like random people on the plane. Like, hey, what seat are you in? And you just kind of look, and then all of a sudden you'll see their head come up. And come up. Right, that was around. that guy. That's like, okay. So, so um, Brian iPhone is D24. Okay. And, and then, like, they'll send like another message out. And so I did this. Who was I with the last time I did this? It was me. When the stewardess was the one that responded to me? It wasn't me. No. I, I, this, was, this was either the trip to the Dominican or the trip to Costa Rica. And like, this thing comes up. It's like Karen iPhone. And I'm like, like, hey, Karen, are you enjoying the flight? Like, just like goofing around. And of course, I'm in, I was in the, the front of the plane and the jump seat that the stewardess sits in, which is looking straight down the aisle. I send this. I'm kind of like looking around. And doesn't she call me out? She's like, going great, passenger B3. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh no. she got me. And then we ended up kind of like joking back and forth the whole time. I got like an extra soda and everything else. Like, it was cool. How did she know it was you? Because she saw me on my phone, like, doing it. And then uh, and then she was like, I hope you have your phone in airplane mode. I screenshot it to the little airplanes at the top. I'm like, fully wow. compliant, ma'am. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's like a fun thing. Again, listen, some people abuse this, and they send stupid stuff. And, and the airlines have actually gotten involved in this now if you're sending inappropriate things. But I always like just pictures. make it like casual small talk. Um, the one, there was like a group of soccer players that were on the way down to Florida. Um, was, was that the one you were on where the guy was, it was like the brother and sister were sitting next to each other. I was texting the, the brother. I remember we took a picture and, and we sent it. Oh, yeah. So then he and I were like in the seat. We like took a selfie and then we sent it so they could figure out who we were. But <laughs> most of the people, it's just something to do. Yeah, you know I mean, because like no one really knows who you are. You just kind of goof around. It's funny as hell when you're doing it. Yeah, that oh, was the first good. time you experienced it, right? Yeah. I was like, "Yo, check this." I was this, still Android at that time. <laughs> that's too. right. That's right. Yeah, you got to be on the iPhone to make this work. Yeah, the the I'm, I'm an Android guy too, so I, I hear you. I can't join in that fun quite yet, but you got to get there. Look, you got you got a brand new Mac PC. Yeah. Okay. I got my Apple II next year from the '80s. Yeah, you got your 1980 first edition <laughs> Apple also. I think it's time to upgrade. I know you've been resisting, and I did too. It's we not even a resisting thing. I, I just. When it t- comes time to get a new phone, I'm just like looking through the options. I'm like, ah, do I go iPhone up? No, I'm just going to go with this one. Is it safe to say you're going to go iPhone next time? I wouldn't say it's safe to say, but I think I'd I'd consider it more next time. I think I would consider I think next time I'm going to have a phone with the time, like most likely going to get an iPhone. Fair enough. Fair I enough. think it's easier for an Android user to go to iPhone than iPhone to go to Android. Oh, I bet, because... Yeah, it's, it's more... Um, what do they call that when, like... Not logic, but, like, it, it, adaptive. It's very adaptive to get used to. I feel like the iPhone is just simple. Intuitive. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how you think it ought to work is how it works. You guys think I never touched an iPhone before? <laughs> <laughs> I've had them. <laughs> had them. I've had them, for sure. Word of time. Um, yeah, and, and, and any plane experiences with you, Jeff? Anything you got? No. no. <laughs> I've, I've been on a plane, you know, a few times, but, you know... Not not quite, you know, exciting. 
I, I, the only time recently, I've been on a plane a couple times this summer. I, I, I was in one on Frontier, you know, that, that lovely airline. I like them, but it's like you're taking a shuttle bus somewhere. Allegiance <laughs> so much better than Frontier. Everything's better than Frontier, but like if you got a quick flight and you got to get somewhere, I'm taking it. We, I, I was in one with a hot landing. Like I'm talking like. Came in hot. Oh, yeah. they smoked it. And it was like a, it was midnight. It was raining, like thunderstorms. And like, they're like, oh, we're making our descent. And then. Like bang! It felt like they they jumped this thing on the runway. Like, oh, and they even came on. The guy was like, "Oh, it's a little bit of a hot landing," and everyone's laughing about. It. Like, I'm not laughing. I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> no one stood up and clapped on that one. <laughs> yeah, I I got off the plane and got a, a, a serious case of COVID and was out for like a week. It was it was like the worst. So you infected everyone on the plane. I was at a wedding where 35 out of the 40 people got COVID, mm. and like mm. everyone was sick. Was this a swingers wedding or? <laughs> A lot of interaction for that to happen. <laughs> I mean, you're in a small co- a room. You're all dancing together. It's you know, it's bound to happen. But yeah, it's really a swingers. Room. Yeah, I was like, gonna say it yeah. sounds like a small room dancing together. Like, it's, it's, what it's, the hell is a swingers wedding? Did they have a phone a party when you were there? Why was there yeah. upside down pineapples on every table? Does anybody? Know? I don't know. No one saw a pineapple before. They didn't know how to sit it. That's a, that's the sign for swingers. You know that, right? I did not know that. It's like, how do you know that? That's what you do. You go in the shop in the supermarket, you put a pineapple like in your cart upside down. That's to show the other people. I don't do that. I'm not even married. Why would you not do that, Brian? Maybe I should just do it by default. Right. Every single time. You never know who's going to approach you. Might be Gary, might be. Brittany, you never know. <laughs> How does the pineapple stand when it's upside down? You, I think you, you just kind of rest I, it in that, that top part. You know oh, what the, I mean? In the child seat, you have yeah. to jam the leaves through the grate, and it stays upright. Then that's how everyone knows you're a swinger. Yeah. <laughs> or the shopping carts that I use, they have a, a cup holder on the side. Maybe if I Yeah, the cup holder. Where do you work? shop at? That has a cup holder. ShopRite. ShopRite has cup holders? I don't yeah. Know. yeah. Who just walks around... With a, like a, a drink at a supermarket. Well, they have you know coffee yeah, and you know, like sick. a uh, you know like a buffet kind of thing with with drinks and everything. And Shoprite has this. smoothie smoothie bar. Yeah, I gotta check this out. I know like, like Wegmans. Wegmans. Yeah, that's what Wegmans, Wegmans yeah, has that. To that yeah. I can't afford. I can't afford Wegmans. Yeah, yeah. Well, Shoprite. I, I shouldn't say I can't afford it. I just have a philosophical problem spending that much money on food. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Now, I'll go to Wegmans to eat at the buffet during lunch. They actually have a pretty decent selection. Yeah. Yes. But, like, to go there, and if you, if I go to Weiss, which is in my hometown, realistically, and again, we're a family of five, we probably spend, like, 400 bucks. That'd be 600 at Wegmans. Easy. 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 Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they they got the goods there, man. They do have the goods. And that's like Trader Joe's. Like, there's a couple specific things that my wife loves to get from Trader Joe's. Like, their guacamole. They have this orange chicken. I forget what the like it, it orange like orange disaster orange chicken, dude. It is better than the general sows you get at the best Chinese place oh, you've ever been to. Like, they do a fantastic yeah. job. So there's some like goodies I'll get there, but we never go to Trader Joe's with the expectation of like we're stocking up for the yeah, week. Yeah, my, my wife does. She goes to Costco and she's got that. My whole check. <laughs> she's got that Justin credit card there, man. <laughs> Now, Costco, we just joined the membership, and we're not close to one. So there's one up here in Allentown. Mm-hmm. And then we go down to the one in uh, Phoenixville. And I think it's only because like, I'm sick of driving this direction. So on the weekend when we actually go down, like we go down to the Phoenixville one. And, dude, I just bought, you know those, uh, what are they called? They're like the faux plastic Adirondack chairs yes. that yeah. um, a couple companies make, mm-hmm. but they're like $400 a piece. Yep. 
Dude, I got eight of them for under a grand. That's good. They were on sale. It was like one seventy nine, and they're good quality. They're arguably not quite Pollywood, which is like the next level up. But dude, these chairs ain't breaking. Yeah. You know, I we the the last time we went, I had to go to Lowe's because it was last minute. We had a party. We just got our fire pit done. I didn't have chairs. I can't believe how much the quality of plastic chairs has degraded from when like our parents would get them. That's bad. I broke three of the chairs the first night there. You know, because I'm laughing and carrying on and spilling my beer, and boop, there goes a leg. Now I'm like almost in the fire pit. You know, sit on the next one. Boop, there goes the back. The armrest attaches. I'm like, guys, I'm 220, not 400. Like, what's going on here? You know, my buddy, my buddy T, who's like a, a bigger, like muscle dude. As soon as he sat down, just fell right down on it, shattered. I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. And these chairs were not cheap, man. They were still like 50 bucks a piece. So yeah, I'm down with Costco, man. Costco's good, man. They got that brand. What's the brand there? Kirkland. Kirkland. They make everything, right? They make everything. Yeah, they got a lot. Whiskey, food, golf clubs, underwear. Yeah, man. Do they have the one that has like the noodle pouch in the front or no? I do not know. That's that's what I've been (laughs) buying. I buy these. I buy these. Yeah, I I buy these ones off Amazon. I've been putting everybody onto these. Okay, like no. It's got the little extra pouch. It's got two pouches, right? So so I sheath is the brand that I've been buying. Okay, and they're not cheap, but they are the best ever. So in the front where you typically have your fly. There's literally an opening that this goes into. And then below, there's literally a pouch that those go into. So everything is separated. What's the benefit of that? There's no contact for sweat. Chafing. No chafing, no sweating. Everything is just like in its own, I don't know, air dryer. (laughs) Compartmentalized. Yeah, compartmental is a great, a great way to put it. I'm wearing them right now. We're seeking, I show you. We're seeking a brand deal with this company, Sheath. And, yeah, uh, we're gonna... if Sheath would like to um, you know, promote us, because next episode we're going to talk about all kinds of other brands and sell them, feel free to contact us. <laughs> if you want to be yeah. talked about Sheath. better, Sheath. come sponsor our privates. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow that's some this is how you get spot we're gonna get a letter from their attorney like, please do not talk about our underwear ever, ever again, again. <laughs> yeah she, we would like you to stop speaking about Promote us kirkland yeah yeah costco's gonna be calling hey do you want more of those chairs like yes <laughs> i i would like we're gonna give chairs. you a sample of our chairs or whiskey or golf clubs or underwear you get the whole mix of it all do they sell alcohol at costco I, don't, I think I don't some know do. If they sell it, this one up in Allentown, but some of them do. In Jersey, they do. No kidding. They got like a whiskey. Like you can buy like a handle Kirkland whiskey. whiskey. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's, bad. It's, is it like the General Vladimir of whiskey? No, no it's no. not. It's actually like a little bit higher quality. They do the same thing with the golf club. You think like who the hell would want a Kirkland golf club? But they're like they're basically just the the one of the big brands just takes their label off of it. I think it's like t- like yeah, they do it Callaway. a lot. I mean, it's like a white label you buy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And okay. they just take the label off and they put Kirkland on it and that's it. But like they're as good as the regular like clubs you would buy or the whiskey. Like the, it's not bad whiskey. It's probably not the best, but like it's not you're not gonna be disappointed with it. Basically, got. Um, speaking of of whiskeys, um, one of the guests, future guests. So we have a couple of future guests coming. You guys were our first, by the way. Thank you, first guests. Cool. I know we tricked you into saying this was sound checks, yeah. but you guys are doing a great job. Okay. Why are they giving me the finger right now? Um, <laughs> feels good. It feels good. <laughs> feels good. So we got some more people. We got a guy that has an RV rental company that he's doing very well with. He actually left the real estate world to focus on that. Uh, we've got a local high-end restaurant owner coming on soon. Uh, we've got a, another guy that is um, running a, a very, very well-established underground utility company that's going to be joining us. 
Um, we have a second generation. Uh, we'll call them a real estate mogul because they, they are that big and they do a fantastic job. Um, and then you brought out the whiskey. We have another guy that's in the insurance business, but his family recently broke into the spirits world. Uh, and not like seance, but like alcohol and spirits. And they just did this similar thing where they went and tasted, I don't know if it was whiskeys or scotch, but everything's Pennsylvania made because they have this special promotion with the LCB here uh, where if you have like a Pennsylvania liquors only, you're like more inclined to get this license. Uh, and I don't know if you have to have like ownership in the distillery or how it exactly works, but he'll tell us about it. But they did this. They went and they tasted whiskeys and they blended them together until they found something they really were happy with. They slapped their label on it and now they're selling it. So, so he'll be on too to kind of give us the rundown on that. Tell him to bring the whiskey. I guarantee yeah, that that'll happen. Yeah. yeah, we should set up for like a seven a.m. podcast so that we can be drinking whiskey at seven a.m. just for like the hoopla. I'm it. down for that. <clears throat> okay, the day will immediately be over. Better do it on a Saturday. Okay, <laughs> I'll see if I can get my wife to drive us. Um, you know, but yeah, that'll be a good one. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, that's where we're gonna end with that with the guests. We got some guests coming on, and we may be moving. Uh, doing a couple shows from a special location too. Is that, yes, is that yeah. True? So, so we, um, the, my family. And just a quick backstory here because we we had some edits in previous podcasts. Um, we were looking hard at Florida, and only because I love the weather. When it's miserable cold in Pennsylvania, it's usually beautiful down there. Well, when my kids were in elementary school, the um, the school was pretty flexible with what they call FID days, flexible instruction days. Uh, but now that they're in the middle school, they're pretty much like, dude, either your kids are in school or they're completely you know, homeschooled. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pull them out of school. So that kind of killed our Florida dream because I can't pull the kids out of school during the winter to go down there. But now that we've been really evaluating, hey, where's a good time to go? And, and this came from, by the way, um, another speaker that I was watching, and he was making a collage for his wife. And he wanted to do the past decade of special events and things. And when he went through thousands of pictures to pick the top 100 to make this collage he found that all of the best pictures where they were having the most fun happened on trips and vacations and it made me realize that if i get out of my because you guys know how it is i'm either here i'm down working on my project i have going on down in in reading um i've got you know three other companies like i'm always available but lately i've been here less and less because i'm running around you, know, you guys are calling wait i'm on a job site like so if I get out of my daily routine and go on these trips, that's when the family really gels and, and I think gets the most out of everything. So in kind of the spirit of that, we're going to start looking in Ocean City, New Jersey, which they, I think they call like it's like the family theme park of the world. It's such an awesome area for kids. Dry town, like you're not going down there to party. You kind of avoid the college crowd for the most part. Um, but we didn't want to buy a house till we really thought, okay, are we willing to drive two hours there and back every Friday to come home on a Sunday? So what we did was, I got a deal, dude. Found this dude direct on, excuse me, on Facebook, and we rented his three bedroom little apartment house from May twenty seventh uh, until July fifteenth. So we can kind of give it this trial run. And when I tell you it's a deal, if I could find a deal like this, I'll never buy anything. I'll just rent this guy's house for the season. Like it is cheap. Okay, so we're gonna give this a real shot, but broadcasting on location down there, uh, which we also have a guest that might join us because he has a beach house also. Um, but I think it'd be really cool to do something. And then there's a surf shop down there that friends of mine are tied into. We might be able to get some of the surf instructors to join us on the podcast. 
That would definitely get be make cool. Our cool points go up. Like, totally, bro. Yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it would be. So, and then it's it'll help vocals. them with some promotion. And the coolest thing about the surf shop is they're well established. We'll let them self promote when they're on if they if they decide to join us. But they, they have to ask so sheath first, though, just so we don't have some cross promotion. That's exactly right. You know what we'll do? We'll make a sheath for your surfboard that'll have pockets for all the little wings on the bottom. <laughs> No, I don't know. But um, they do so much stuff for the kids. So they actually have this surf camp that I'm trying to get my kids to sign up for. My kids are all, like, hesitant about stuff. Um, but I'm like, guys, this is cool. You know, because I think it's cool. You know, so I'm trying to sell them on this. But they do the surf camp for the kids where they show up every morning at 8 a.m. They learn, like, on-beach techniques. And then they finally go out in the water and learn how to surf. So super cool dope. thing. Yep, and very, very affordable, too. Reasonable. All right. So shows from, from the beach house. That's yeah. kind of the, the plan for the next couple couple weeks here. So we'll end it on that. But we thank our, our guests today. Yeah, Justin. You guys Jeff, did great. great job. Thank you. Thanks for having us. It's a lot yeah, of fun. Man. We talked about dead people. We talked about you know a lot of stuff here. It's good. Bro gang, chief, <laughs> biker tattoos. Good stuff, man. Did, did that, that spider web on your elbow, Jeff, uh, is your spider crawling into the web or out of the web? There's no spider. It's just the web. Is that because you haven't done jail time yet? I have not. Got it. I'm just curious. You probably can't talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. This is Not Half Wrong signing out.